Well, I, I'm patience, planning, perseverance, and I add a couple more. Since I'm older now, I would say prayer and uh, prayer with prayer with action and um, partnerships, of course. So I have the five P's: patience, planning, perseverance, and prayer. Uh, partnerships and prayer with action. You got to have action. Prayer don't do nothing by itself. So. Very true. So, so is there one of those that you would that you would prioritize as the most important? Welcome to the 30 minute hour. It's the personal development podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. Join me as always, you know him as the super CEO business strategist extraordinaire and all around good guy, Ted Fells. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Thank God it's Monday again. God, it's Monday. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So folk may have missed our morning episode of Thank God It's Monday. You know, Thank God It's Monday is where we give you just a quick dose of morning inspiration to shift your perspective so you can attack your week by starting off right on Monday. So for those of y'all that might have missed it, make sure you go and check out this past episode. Thank God it's Monday. And you know, as we talk about thank God it's Monday, Ted, I, I just have this great feeling today. I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something special about this episode. Yeah. Yeah, what you is? know, it's something special about our guest. Something is? like the theme going on with our correspondent that's going to come on. Uh, <sighs> I don't like where it's going at all. I don't like where it's going at all. I, I'm not going to give it away yet, Ted. But but I just have this this special feeling about today. I mean, all the episodes are great, but today I have a I have a special feeling. Mm-mm-mm. I don't think I'm gonna like it. You don't, don't think I'm gonna like it? Okay. All right. Well. This is not your everyday podcast. No. As you can tell, hopefully you're still watching. This is not your everyday podcast. Um, you can always check us out live on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and YouTube. We're quite a few people watching now. Those of you watching, make sure you uh, comment in the comments section, say hello, so we can say hello back. But you can also uh, check out the replay. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, uh, and all those places where you like to consume podcast content. And don't forget to share the show. Share the show, Les Allen. Share the show. Share the show. Absolutely. Just, just take a screenshot of your phone and share the show to at least three people that you at least get the message. And like we have a, <laughs> right this minute. Absolutely. <laughs> Right this minute. All right. So, so the theme of our show today is the three secrets to becoming an unstoppable entrepreneur. Mm. That's what we're going to talk about today. But before we go there, we have a special correspondent <laughs> who's going to give us the. Would you what? look at there, my Isha? Let me let me let me do my theme music. Yeah. Oh, Hampton, a thought sent from heaven above. Oh, this, oh, this right here. Oh, this right here. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that's part of the reason I just had this special blue. feeling about today's show. Because I had to wear my three special blue out of the four people 
that are on screen right now are proud Hamptonians. Three-fourths. Three-fourths of this. Unbelievable. I've been set up. <laughs> However, I've I did share the show. And I it gave a shout-out to the Norfolk Spartans, as I did. So. It's the Norfolk State Spartans. Don't mess our name up. You know what? No. Never satisfied. No stuff right. I shared the show. Share the show. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be here on this Hampton 30 minute hour. Absolutely. <laughs> the Hampton, the 30 minute hour, the Hampton edition, the Pirate edition. <laughs> I got set up. I got set up. Absolutely. Yeah, we have Maisha Hoy. She's a proud Hamptonian. Uh, he's also, so, so what are you calling yourself these days as it relates to the? Uh, I'm going with, uh, oh God, that's good. That's an excellent question. I'm going with Marketing Maven because I okay. forgot to find alliteration for Hampton Honey. Hampton University <laughs> Honey. The Hampton Honey. Uh, so, so Maisha Hoy, proud Hamptonian, she is the Marketing Maven for the What Now Movement group. And she's our What Now Movement correspondent. So my yes, agency. I am. What Now Absolutely. And today I did something that the founders haven't approved. So if you are listening right now, you can register for the What Now Business Summit July 16th for free because we haven't decided the price yet. <laughs> <laughs> While supplies last, while the website right now as you're listening and get registered because after this meeting, I'm sure they'll tell me. Oh, <laughs> going up. Oh, the price is going up after this meeting. I, I the, price will, the price will go up. You better get um, on it. Get on it now. I'm telling you, the whatnowmovement.com. And the other thing that if you want to be a sponsor of that, you can still RSVP and I will get into contact with you. We are looking for sponsors, people like Les Allen and Black Star, who want to help people get to the next level of their career, the next level of their business, or just want to know what they have to do to prepare for the next time we have to pivot. So the whatnowmovement.com, I gave it to 50 people. Free registration to the What Now um, Movement Business Summit. Do it gonna, right. We're going to run out of food. We're going to run out of food, Les Allen. <laughs> oh, that's we what I forgot to food. say. We are Especially waiting a happy hour. We run out of food. So, yeah. So, go ahead and register right now wow. with the What Now Movement. And also, the last thing I want to mention as a correspondent, but I'm going to stay on for this great conversation with my classmate, Les Allen. Uh, we do have a goal sheet on their website as well. If you are, if you want to take the time to, and we suggest this very strongly, write down your goals, vision your goals, go to our website and get the What Now Movement goal sheet, which we'll be talking about at the What Now Movement Business Summit, July 16th, with a happy hour on July 15th. Go so, today. So, Maisha, man, that is, that is great. Uh, any 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 discussion around coffee and conversations? You want to tell a little bit about that? Well, coffee and conversation is something we do every first Saturday of the month. Um, it's part of the Not Your Everyday podcast, the thirty minute hour. We do that every first Saturday. We have starts. We were talking about goals for the first 
few months of the uh, year. And we're now talking about accountability and how we ourselves, this is why I know I'm going to get in trouble for giving you 50 free tickets to the yeah, you, you, You're going to be accountable for that. It's, it's, it's free to y'all. It's going to cost Maisha. Maisha. <laughs> I'm becoming accountable. <laughs> I think the, the president no. may want to have a meeting with you, Maisha, to discuss this. Stuff. But the point is, uh, we're talking about accountability. And we are trying to tie in all these things of how do you accomplish your goals? What do you need to do these things? And being accountable is one of those things. And we, we talked about that in May. And we're going to probably continue to talk about some tools you can use um, in June as we get ready for the What Now Business Summit. Wow. Well, Absolutely. thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, You're I, so welcome. We already, we, we already know, Eric. We yeah, already exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but No, I mean, this is like a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. People just need to go and register right now. Yeah. At, yeah. While, while it's free 99 because... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because as Ted said, I am accountable. So if you want me, if you don't want me to take it back, register today. And I'll post a link somewhere. I'm still not used to how to use StreamYard, but I'll post a link for those of you that are listening live so you have it. And again, register. Register now. Less my issue going to be like, oh, I sold my tickets. Look, I sold my <laughs> Look, look, look at all my people. All my people showed up. All my people showed up. Those are not the people. They're free. Well, we know they're going to show up for the happy hour because that's, that's what my people do. We're happy every hour. That's right. That's We're Hampton right. Hamptonians every hour. <laughs> <laughs> this Hampton. All right. So, so thank you for that update. Anything else you wanted to share before we uh, bring our distinguished guest in? No, I think that's good. We, we covered the What Now Business Summit. We covered Coffee and Conversation. And we covered our goal sheet. So we'll have more information for you at the next 30-minute hour, Not Your Everyday Podcast. Share the show. Share the show. Share the show. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that, Maisha. So let's go ahead and bring on our guest. Again, the, the theme of our show today is the three secrets to becoming an unstoppable entrepreneur. So our guest today, he graduated from Hampton University. I know you didn't know that already, but I'll just go ahead and let the cat out the bag. He graduated from Hampton University in 1990, and he developed his business savvy by building several successful businesses, primarily through strategic partnerships. He's got 27 years of experience in all aspects of housing and construction services. He served as an assistant director of housing for the city of Dallas, and during his tenure there, he closed up to $40 million of infrastructure improvements, commercial, mixed use, and affordable housing development. Uh, under his leadership, the Black Star Companies, a construction and energy services firm has been recognized for the firm's dedication, commitment, and success. And there's something else, Ted, that you need to know about Les Allen. What? He is a proud member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity. I'm out. <laughs> the Gamma Epsilon <laughs> chapter. I'm out. I'm out. Glad you're back. <sighs> I'm I back. You like that, yeah. I thought you liked that little <laughs> I'm kid. back, Les. I'm back. I get everything. Uh, All right. So please join me in welcoming to the 30-Minute Hour podcast, Les Allen, Jr. 
Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Gentlemen and Maisha. Good to see you. Welcome. <laughs> nice to see you, Les. Thank you. Absolutely. Truly an honor to have you on the show. I know we've been wanting to do this for a while, and I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Uh, so so let, let's roll back the clock. I want to give people some perspective, give them the backstory. So back when you were going to that great university called Hampton, uh, what did you think that you were going to be? Like, what, what was your vision at that time? Uh, when I enrolled, I enrolled as a biology major. Hmm. So my intent was to leave Hampton and to become a physician. So, uh, and that was the plan up until after I graduated. So I ended up, uh, ended up, uh, receiving a conditional acceptance into Michigan state's medical school. So that's right after I left, I had to go and take a few classes there. And that was, um, uh, an interesting time in my life. Uh, Mr. Twiggs, as you will understand, that was probably three months after we had crossed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up being on campus, uh, and they didn't have any grad dorms available, so I was on on the uh, I was in the undergrad side. So, needless to say, at the end of the semester, I returned home and and went back and and, be, and got into education. <laughs> Interesting. So I had a great I had a great time in Michigan State University <laughs> for graduate school. That's what it sounds. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you made a few pivots there. A little, and that was a hell of a pivot. Now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it all works out. Oh, and sure. I had a great time. <laughs> Good. So if you could if you could go back and talk to the undergraduate version undergraduate version of yourself with knowing what you know now, what advice would you give? Go to class in grad school. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would also say, uh, always trust your gut. You know, um, mm -hmm. I think the biggest part of me wanting to be a physician was trying to live up to what my mother wanted me to be. You know, mm -hmm. all of us, you know, had some things that we, you know, mother wanted us to do this. She always said, oh, here's my young doctor coming in. And you know, that was the last thing on my mind. So, um, I was fortunate enough to make that pivot and, and, uh, and still be okay in life um so mm -hmm. i would say always trust your gut had i done that i would have been a bct major at hampton uh building construction and technology major because that was what i really loved to do was build and watch buildings go up um so i wasted a few years doing things the hard way after i graduated and and i had i guess i learned things the best way which was with my own money and my own sweat um so i i, I received my master's in how to get taken about four times on different construction projects. So I learned the hard way, but it won't happen again. I guarantee that. So I would always say trust your gut. And then um, another thing that I, as I've aged, that I always would say is um, build the relationship with God. Let's build the same relationship with God that you want your children to have with you. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I don't want you to just call me when you need something. I want to talk to you every day or every other day and at the least, you know, um, and same thing I wanted. So it's, to me, it's like kind of reciprocal or it kind of equals out. 
So I want to talk to God more often. I want my children to talk to me often, not equating myself to God at all, but the relationship that God has with us as his children, I want that same with mine. So mm-hmm. that was my my uh, religious piece to this show today. How do you ask a question after that, Eric? <laughs> right. like, you're like, well, you're just like, <laughs> No, I, I think that, 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 that was that actually came with old age. point. Yeah. That came with old age and, and learning, you know, so. Yeah, I, I think a lot of times we, we avoid the struggle and failures and setbacks, but I think it teaches us valuable lessons that we may not have learned if everything turned out ideally or like we thought it would, so. Sure. No, that, that, that's a great point, though. Now, that's a, those words to live by. So, so tell us the journey. So, okay. You plan to be a doctor. Um, then you say, okay, now I'm going into education. So how do you go from that to being where you are now? Tell us about the journey. Oh man, I'd be more than an hour, but I'll try to give you a, 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 a guys a brief version of it. But it, it's all, it all boils down to partnerships and, and, and bridges. Um, hmm. I was able to, to obtain some a pretty decent position at the school system in my hometown, uh, at the private school there, and during one of the board meetings, here we are, board meeting, I had an opportunity to meet one of the board members who had a successful business at the time, and uh, as a matter of fact, he owned Forty Eight Burger King, and um, we hit it off. It's all about how you deal and relate with people and, you know, you do your job. He watched me do my job in the capacity that I was paid to do. He figured that, you know, I'm, I can do anything. So we were talking and um, he said, hey, I have an issue and I tried to help him with the issue. And it virtually boiled down to he didn't have a way to build any restaurants in the inner city. He didn't understand the, the how to do it. So, of course, being halfway smart but like myself i said well I can, I can help you solve that issue i know i'm from the inner city i will i can well let's just make me a partner and i'll build these inner city restaurants for you with you six months later we had a development agreement for four burger kings in the inner city and um that's where my mouth actually had to create and i had no issue creating at that point so I was a partner in the development with uh, with this gentleman and his stores, and uh, I owned the real estate. He afforded me the opportunity, and my partner at the time, who was my, my former brother-in-law, to uh, not only own the real estate, so we received uh, cash payment, not cash, we received rent from Burger King every month for our real estate. We also had an opportunity to build the building. So that was my first opportunity building a commercial facility. Hmm. That was in 1994. So in 94, I, I had, I was a Burger King partner with real estate and construction experience doing that stuff. So that was my first break. So that was the, the big pivot. So education, I look at it as just was, was God placing me in an opportunity or in a space for me to meet this gentleman to then have that favor go and then transfer it over to this. Um, subsequently, uh, he didn't want the tail wagging the dog. He had a deal where he sold all his Burger King um, to an investment group out of Chicago. So we cashed out, my partner and I, 
and we started doing other development projects in the inner cities. We uh, actually started representing Church of Chicken franchisees who wanted to work in the inner city. Uh, I was the first and only, I believe to date, uh, minority contractor to build a brand new McDonald's restaurant in the state of Michigan. Uh, and that was back in 1999. So um, all those opportunities kept running and the other opportunities for us. So um, it was just a matter of, of pivoting. And my, I believe my education at Hampton and my parents taught me well on how to be able to uh, be ambidextrous. That's what I like to call it. You know, use my right hand or my left hand and um, and come out with the same, you know, with, with the same in, uh, outcome. So, so that's how I got into construction and building. Wow. Les Allen Jr., you are somebody, man. I'm just sitting back listening to all of this, man. Some great stuff. And I've known Les for all this time, and I'm still learning new things about him. <laughs> you new phenomenal you things about Les. You, you could have borrowed some from Les a long time ago. Les got a little money. Yes, I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. Right. <laughs> it's too late now. You done, all them Burger Kings and Church of Chicken. It's too late now. <laughs> keep my, no, no. I there's, there's, then there was then there was the winter. Uh, <laughs> then the storm coming. Then the winter the came. Yeah. You know. This show is about the ups and downs. Um, right. right. That's right. There's truth. There's going to be truth here. There's going to be truth. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the winter is. came. And that's a whole nother segment. So, <laughs> Man, let, let's, let, let's briefly talk about that. Like, tell us about your winter moment and, like, what was the biggest oh, lesson you learned from it? Winter was uh, the, the great crash, 2006, 2007. So Michigan started getting it first because of the auto industry. So, you know, everything's a ripple effect, uh, even down to fast food. If people aren't purchasing, uh, if people aren't buying cars or can't buy cars because they don't have money, then people at the plants don't go to work and people at the plants don't go to work and then people can't buy lunch, you know, there. And then you got, where I lived, there was a lot of sub suppliers to the big auto, you know, sub tier suppliers to them. So, uh, like my my mom, she worked at the General Motors factory in, in Grand Rapids, where she was making seats. She used to sew seats for all the, the GM vehicles. So, but if people aren't buying cars, then okay, everybody's the whole ripple was felt. So what happened was we had uh, three churches chickens that we um, had developed for this one franchisee and he stopped paying his bill you know so you're out there and then we had at the same time we had a lot of other stuff going on real estate wise and another part about being young is we as we took as much equity as we could out of each property mm. didn't know any better you know, it was just cash. You know, we're pulling stuff out. I was I was the GC arm of the country uh, of the company. My business partner, he was a former VP uh, at a bank, so we would get the packages. You know, and he would get the package. I buy the house, I go in and fix it, flip it, or we would keep it, maintain it. And so, 2006 happened, and our biggest tenant was Church's Chicken. And you got a couple four thousand dollar banknotes to pay, or actually three of them every month and this guy don't pay you for four months 
So that's the easy 36,000 that you owe the bank. So it was just a big ripple effect. So um, learned my lesson about pulling equity out and not having any cushion in there. And yeah. then also how to, uh, humility allows you to understand how to talk to anyone. So mm. I think at the time, at the worst point of all the, of the winter, of that first winter <laughs> was, um, I think I owed multiple banks about $7 million. Mm. And, um, what, what, what would that make us, uh, 2006, what are we like 30 or something? I don't know. No, what was that? See, I'm terrible mm. at math, but same year. Yeah. yeah, so I was I, we were I was young, mid thirties at the at the oldest, and I was facing, you know, seven million dollars of collections. So um, we were able to talk and and liquidate and and talk to people, and at the end of the day, kind of walk out with the um or the jock strap on. Mm. So so that was that was the first winter, and then after that, um, you know just a big learning lesson and got right back into it again. Um, had to go to work for somebody. That was my first time having to go to work for somebody in 10, 12 years, but I moved to Dallas uh, and started working for Turner Construction. And mm. so that was that was a way I got a chance to understand how big construction is done. And uh, so that was a great time. They're a great learning experience trying to uh so taking the the gritty stuff that i learned on my own on my own dime and now having a time having the opportunity to fine-tune it uh, <laughs> and, and learn from the best one of the best companies in the world at that so that was cool so let thank you for being transparent and, and sharing that that winter part of your life because you know we have people like yourself who are successful and, you know, someone from the outside could be looking like, oh, man, it was all sunshine and rainbows. But that's that's not the case. So I, I appreciate you for sharing that and sharing the lesson that you learned. That you, you seem to have this knack, this gift for attracting strategic partners. Like, like what what is your do you have a system? Do you, is it something that you do? Talk to how do you attract these strategic partners? I just, I'm going to just point up in the air first, say God, okay. <laughs> but then, um, you know, it's just a matter of just doing what you say you're going to do. The, the biggest thing is you never know who's watching you. Mm. And so as long as you execute to your, to your fullest ability, doing whatever task it may be, people are going to watch you. And if you have a good personality or, you know, you don't have to be charismatic, but if you, you have something, then they're going to wonder, well, who are you? What do you do? And how can, how perhaps we can do something together. And that's what I learned at this age is people like to do people like, I'm, I'm never going to say I'm a winner, but I'm not a loser, but people like doing business with people who, who have a sunny disposition. I, I'll say it that way. Uh, and who understand and not naive, but understand what they're getting into. So it makes it, um, and I'm not scared of hard work and digging. So it makes it simple to have a partner that's like that. I'm sure Eric and Ted, you guys vibe the same way. You both are hard workers and, you know, it's easy to have a partner that works the same as mine as you do, or same, same with the same level of uh, heart as you do, so. Mm -hmm. And I think Les has 
trust, like people trust him. There's a certain level of credibility when you talk to him, like you feel like he knows what he's talking about. That's why I call him when I have business issues and concerns because he can, you know, help. He's calm and he can walk us through some of these things based off his experience or what he knows. So I think that resonates a lot with people that work with him and for him. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I just think that's a key. If you can attract strategic partners on the right ones, um, it right. just makes things a lot easier. So you, over the past 30 years, you've learned like these three truths. Well, we'll call them secrets. Although technically it's really not any secrets, but we'll call it secrets for the emphasis of this show. So, so what, right. are, what are some of those, those three truths that you've mastered over the past 30 years that can help entrepreneurs to be unstoppable? Well, of course there's patience. So you, you got to have, you got to believe in what you're doing. If you don't believe in what you're doing, don't waste your time, anybody else's, anyone else's time. But while you're believing in yourself and doing your due diligence and doing your homework and you're investigating, you got to have patience um, because a lot of what's out there is time and chance. You know, we're led to a certain position or a certain point but there's a certain specific time for it and there's a chance for it. And an example for that for me was in 2011, I started a company called Easy Small Business Apps. You remember that, Mike? I, I remember Easy that. Small Business Apps. I remember when you were doing so that. Easy Small yeah. Business Apps was when mobile apps first started really coming out. And I had hooked up with these, with these uh, IT guys out of Austin, Texas, and we developed, developed a simple platform platform for building mobile apps. So um, I thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. So we're out. I recruited a bunch of folks to come out and sell with me. Let's make these apps. It'd be, you know, it shouldn't be an issue. It's, it's, it is what it is. You can, we can build it, show it to them. And I think people buy these all day long. Uh, it was crickets. I think we sold about <laughs> apps, 12 apps. <laughs> and the thing was, they were they were, we were charging no more than a thousand dollars. But if you went to another company, they pay, you're paying $20,000. So, mm. and, and so we, I had one of my business partners in that, um, uh, that, that, you know, well twigs and we did a deal, same platform, same everything, um, with a major university in my, in Miami. And we sold the app, the same app, that we built for a thousand dollars, they bought it for forty-four thousand hmm. dollars. So it went. It was a matter of how you presented it. So it's, an, it's just a business model. But at the same time, we couldn't get any other sales. But that one, we utilize that as some past performance. But I say to say, I say that to say, I think we were five years too early hmm. because mobile apps weren't. Um, the, you know, people knew of them, but they weren't using them every day, especially the people, our, our target market was small minority businesses. They couldn't exactly figure out how to make the app work for them. And we weren't really utilizing that, you know, so other than Facebook, other than that. So that was an example of me missing time, you know, with an opportunity I thought was golden. Okay. So you said patience. Um, what are the other two? Oh. Well, I, I'm patience, planning, perseverance, and I add a couple more since I'm older now, I would say prayer and uh, prayer with prayer with action. 
and um, partnerships, of course. So I have the five P's. So. I don't have my notebook. Is anyone writing that down? You know, I don't. I like to write stuff down. Patience, got planning, person. Patience, planning, perseverance, and prayer. Uh, partnerships and prayer with prayer. action. You got to have action. Prayer don't do nothing by itself. So, very true. So, so is there one of those that you would that you would prioritize as the most important? Prayer. Just people. Yeah, I didn't. I'd have. Everything I've done that has stuck came through prayer. So uh, you, know, it's, you know, it's interesting. I hear you. It's interesting. I hear you. You know, when you're making your uh, references to prayer and those things, and I think you know, as an entrepreneur, of 25 plus years as well, I I don't know how you can do it without some type of a spiritual relationship because it's it's so many right. things that seem like. Yeah, you know, man, I just go, I go to this event where it's going to be a bunch of people that I'm expecting to make some contacts and you make none. I go to this other place where you didn't expect to make any contacts and you make the contact, right? right. So what kind of sense can you put in that, right? You know, this opportunity works in one place. It doesn't work in another place. You, I mean, you can say it's happenstance or whatever, but yeah. I mean, I always, you know, I don't see it as luck, right? No, right. I just say, okay. nah. nah. And so, I don't, I don't yeah. believe in luck. <laughs> yeah. What's the saying? The harder I work, the luckier I get. There it is. Yeah. Twigs with the saying. <laughs> now, so, so, so one of the one of the cha- maybe you can speak to this less. But one of the challenges for me is like, oh, maybe it's a meeting, or maybe it's a. a Speaking of game, man, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be it. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a game changer. It's, it's 200 of these people that I've been trying to get in front of. Oh, man, this is going to be it. And then you do it, and it's like, eh. Mm. Eh. Nothing really changes, you know. But but then, again, it could be that one you do on a rainy night, and it's a light turnout, and then there's right. somebody that comes up to you to hand you their business card, and that's the game changer. Game changer. Yeah, I like I like the smaller crowds anyway. You know, when yeah. there's so many people, there's so much small talk and BS going on, you know, there's not a chance really to truly connect with someone. So I prefer the, the events where the rainy night is where I don't really want to go, but you end up going. And, right. you know, there's a few people there you can make a good connection with. That gives you more one-on-one time. You don't have to do a, a 30-second elevator pitch. You can yeah. sit and have a conversation. You know, that's like what they use the golf course for. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this, this has been a great conversation. So so what's something that used to be hard for you, Les, when you were starting out in business that you still find to be hard today? Keeping my gut, I mean, my mouth shut. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Knowing when you know, to say when. Yeah, knowing when to say when, when to, when to, um, you know, when you have a good idea or you have something that you believe strongly in, you can't share it with everyone. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a matter of developing developing it as lo- as long and as far as you can, in my mind, 
development and taking it as far as you can until you actually have to introduce someone else to it. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like you don't want to hear, you know, a, a devil's advocate on it, but you want to make sure that you don't get, you don't lose focus on it until after you have enough chance and opportunity to build it and to and to work it over in your mind a few times. But you can't hold on it to, to it too long either, because it's kind of like what um, what is it? Quincy Jones used to say. Um, Oh, gone and I forgot it, but it was uh, when you don't do something because you overthink it. He had a quick little saying that he used um, for that, but um, you can't do that either. But everybody doesn't want you to win, so mm -hmm. it's just a matter of keeping your head down, doing what you do, and then when you get to the point of having to tell somebody or share it, you have to learn. And this is the other thing you don't share it all either. You don't give the whole recipe up. You give bits and pieces to see what that feedback is and then wait a little while to see if something else pops up, meaning if they go and try to talk to somebody else about it or something that long, you know, along those lines. That's what I would do. Um, so it's still difficult for me. I barely, I rarely talk to people about new things I have in my mind or that I'm pursuing until a, a document is signed. You know, it's interesting you say that, you know, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, feedback is good, but it's not final. Right. Right. It's not final. You know, I had someone say to me one time, you don't, you know, and they said, you know, you don't, uh, you don't like feedback. I said, no, it's not that I don't like feedback. It's not final though. Right. Like, you know, because at the end of the day, this is my thing. Right. So I'm going right. to listen and take in your feedback. You know, and, and if you but and I want you to keep giving me feedback because it's going to be some things that are going to make me think differently. You know, it's another perspective. And sometimes I may go with what you suggest. But, you know, when it's your thing, you, you know, you make the final decision right? you can veto it. And anyone that respects you, you know, as a, as a, as a business owner, or as a friend, they understand that at the end of the day, you got to live with it. And especially when you deal with those situations with employees right because right. they can give you some feedback and if it don't work they gone you left with whatever it is and you done done this because Maisha told you to do it <laughs> you know Maisha done told you she done told you about her Hampton background and all that and, you know and yeah. you know her degrees and all, all that gave all your tick all your tickets away for free and then give all your <laughs> free she said do it do it for free and see what's gonna happen and then you left there looking around with the bag, <laughs> you know, no, just joking. But, but seriously, the yeah, feedback, final, you know, right. But is. both of you are Absolutely. in government contracting, right? I know both of you sell actively to the government. So you got to take feedback, positive feedback from them. Cause they, you know, I'm, I'm assuming I'm not trying to tell secrets, but I know a lot of your revenues come from that particular beast. Oh, yeah, but you have to take feedback from your customer now. They're going to stop buying. Right. That, yeah, they won't pay. They're going to paint it blue. You paint the wall yellow. Now, my, I thought I told you I want that wall blue. But I really think yellow because my education at Hampton says that it ought to be a yellow wall. <laughs> you do that yellow wall. You keep on doing that yellow wall if you want. Right. That customer going to stop paying. Absolutely. Yeah, no. So government contracting is pretty straightforward for me. They give you a complete spec book 
of everything they expect as long as you create and do everything that's in that within that book what it says it is it's, it's easy breezy i don't do um what's it called um when stuff you can look some one person can look at it and see one thing and another person look at it. uh what's the term i doggone forgot um keep talking Wes. i can try to help you but keep talking all right well, i'll just <laughs> give an example i had a paint company at one point and I will never do a paint company, own a paint company ever again. Um, and I went at a client and she she wanted her wall yellow, like Aisha's lemonade stand yellow. Yeah, yeah. And so we painted her wall and she called me. She says, Les, I can still see streaks. It begins with an O. Um, it was almost, see, you're getting old, I forget. Anyway. So I had my guy go out and he painted again. She said, hey, I can still see streaks. So after about him painting that wall, four additional coats, I go out and see what's going on. And I tell her, I said, oh, well, you're gonna see those because those streaks are from the drywall mud and whoever sanded it down before we got to it, you know, they left a little lines in it. So that's really not anything we can do with it. She says, no, I don't need to see those those lines in my wall I'm paying you to paint my wall so I don't see them so I lost a whole lot of money I had to pay somebody to come over there and take it down because it wasn't a matter of I was right it was a matter of my customer and this is before Google reviews and everything else that my customer was gonna give me a bad name if I didn't get it right so um I've always said I'm not going to get into anything that's not something that's um, clear, concise, precise. <laughs> yeah, this word begins with an O. People have it, and they, you have different opinions on it, but it's you look at it the same way. I can't. Not amb it's ambiguous, is it? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> ambiguous. But see, I'll I'll, I'll put a, a a plug in the wall at the at the right height according to the law, and I don't have to worry about that not being right. You know what I mean? Versus somebody looking at the wall and seeing it, oh, that, it looks a little off to me. So I just stick stuff like that. Sorry, but uh, it's late. Eric, 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 you left your fellow Hamptonian. I know, I feel like we have to Google. Bro. At least Maisha and I tried to help. You just left him out right. there just <laughs> trying to find that word with an O. Because I'm trying to think of what the O word would be. Right? <laughs> Try to throw some out, you know, from across. I should have the said, oh. Yeah. yeah, see, the O, the O has got to throw me. I'm trying to think what the O word was. Be yeah. precise. It'll come to me. It'll come opinion. to me at, at, at 6:55. No. <laughs> It'll be too late, then, brother. It'd be too late. But no, it's, we, we certainly understand what you're saying. Uh, but that, this is good stuff. So, tell us more about the Black Star companies, like your mission, sure. how you how you go about business. All right. Yeah, no. So I started the Black Star Companies in 2006 as just a general contracting company in Michigan. Um, again, to do primarily commercial work, if it was any, going to be any residential work, it was going to be work that was unoccupied, meaning it was a property that I was going to flip or re just rehab it for a rental. Um, started doing that work. Uh, I've always loved construction, so just kept doing it, growing it. Um, even when I was working with Turner, this is how I got into the federal work, actually. When I was working for Turner, I was moonlighting, uh, doing project management for a, an 8A in, in Dallas, um, helping him out with some projects. And 
this again was during 2007. So 2008, people were doing jobs, construction jobs, just for one point, one percent, basically just trying to keep payroll paid. That was it. Um, and I'm working with him and he was charging 20 percent. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? I had never experienced federal contracting. So the more time I spent with him, the more I said, I like this. So, um, so that's how I got into that world. Um, and I forgot your original question, Eric, front door. It's just, just the mission of, uh, oh, of, of the black star. So then, yeah. so I work with memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need some ginkgo. That's what I need right now. So, <laughs> so, um, so then I took, I just kept growing Black Star from the construction services project management company into what it is today, basically, is a construction management company. Um, I, I try to keep things lean. I carry very few employees, and I, I'm able to work all over the country because of that. I, I, I get local labor on projects. What about your sustainable, eco-friendly homes, Les? That's that's a whole new ballgame. So, um that, that's a God thing. Yeah, that's a whole nother God thing. So uh, I was, I missed homecoming in 2017 because I was in Florida working with FEMA after uh, after the um, hurricane came through, after two hurricanes came through. And so I was on my way back to Dallas on the flight and I had a conversation as clear as day, God telling me to go back to Florida and build houses for my people. Hmm. So, um, I, I got on the next flight out, closed my business. I won't say close the business because I still have an office there. I closed all my personal issues in Dallas and moved to, <laughs> and moved to Tampa. And then when I did that, so that's been my goal of, I've been working with people who are building houses. And so I see the next step for Black Star is kind of transitioning out of general construction services and federal work into building affordable homes. So I'm working with some some very intelligent people on uh, sustainable housing, affordable housing, and actually uh, a line brother of ours down in Miami and I and another gentleman who's another who's another Omega man have Shock. a couple of Shock. Uh, Shock. Man, those Omega man. Man. <laughs> he's doing it, boy. I tell you. Shock. Can't stop an Omega man. Going on. It's so hard to book. Couple you. Of dupes. No. It's okay. He's your guest. You are the host. <laughs> I've been set up. It's I've been set up. But no, we have a couple of affordable uh, housing projects going on in, in, in Miami right now as we speak. So that's the next phase of what I see my life to be. Um, so I'm just listening to God and, and letting him lead the direction. So that's the affordable, sustainable piece. I haven't missed a meal yet, so I'm not going to complain. That's a blessing. That's great. That's great. So anything else uh, coming up on the horizon for you? Anything you got planned? Yeah, I, you know, I, I just answered questions that I don't tell people anything anymore. So, <laughs> so no, there there are some great things. Coming out. I will share. I have, I have three things that I'm working on outside of the normal 
uh, workload that I have. Uh, one is uh, my my new wife and I have wrote a book, and mm. um, so we're that'll be out soon. That's in the that's getting um, it's somewhere with the publisher right now being edited. So that will be out soon. Talking about intentional uh, intentional love and intentional dating and not even dating but it's more so courtship so really how to how to do it when you're over 50 when your clock is running out <laughs> <laughs> so we got that coming out and then um i have i'm, I'm gonna try this new young stuff i have uh i'm teamed up doing a collaboration with an artist on an nft um mm. I barely know what NFT means, oh. but uh, I have I have a great artist I'm working with, and I think we're going to have a huge, a huge opportunity with what he's doing, and we're going to do that together. So that'd be something a little different as well. And then I've mm -hmm. got something that I've been working on for about five years now that I think is, that it's very close to coming to fruition, which is a game changer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I do have other so things in the oven. So it sounds like once again the, the strategic partnership. Making moves, making moves. Strategic partnerships are key. Very few people do it on their own. Mm. Very few. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so, so we're at the part of the program that's called "Write This Down," and this is where we'll each go around and give at least one takeaway from this episode that you want people to remember, you want people to write it down so they can level up. So Les, you are our guest of honor. What is your one thing at least that you want people to write down so they can level up? Uh, I learned this one thing last night. <laughs> it was through a lesson my uh, mother-in-law, we were having a conversation and having different conversations about stuff. And she basically said, build your house. And what she, what I took, what I know she meant by that was, don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Don't spend your time considering what, why not you? What, why them, you know, focus on building your house. Now I am mm -hmm. literally building a house, but she meant more to it than that. She meant build your yeah. house. So if I tell anybody now, don't care, don't focus, don't concern yourself with what anyone else is doing if it's not in your space, build your house. Great advice, build your house, mm. write that down. Mm. Absolutely, good stuff. All right, Ted. That's tough to follow. Um, I guess, you know, just listening to uh, <clears throat> to Les's story and one thing kind of really hit me, man, is, is as entrepreneurs, right? You know, we're talking about, man, you know, you're doing it, you're doing it. And then you was like, you know, uh, then winter, winter, winter came, right? Winter cometh, right? Um, and you learn, you know, that, uh, that experience is experience, good or bad. Right, because you go through something that you may say, well, "I won't do that again." I, I'm never going to do the painting business, right? And you know, that's what you got. That's what you got out of that, right? Just I went through that, and that's not something I want to want to do. You know, I'm sure for every 
great strategic partnership. There's some that you like. I never fooled with that dude again. <laughs> right. I know Absolutely. it. I, we ain't even sat down and rapped about it because I can tell you for every good one, there's a couple, couple somethings that you like. I never fooled with that person. I won't even speak to that person again if I see him at church chicken. Like whatever the case is, <laughs> you you get that. But that's experience, right? Good or bad, it's experience, and people can learn from that. And we appreciate you sharing that because people see. You know, you look successful, you sound successful, but then there was a time when you was leaning on the Lord, I'm sure, to be like, okay, I need this paycheck to come in here to take care of this right. payroll, right? And, and and I've been there and get it. And so, yeah, all experience is experience, whether it's good or bad. Write that down. Mm, no, that's great. Good work. Great. Good work. Sure. All right, Maisha, anything anything we should write down? Yes, I like trust your gut, trust your intuition, uh, whether you that is God talking to you or you just know what's in your heart. I think that's the lesson that I'm going to take away from this. And because I don't do it that much, I, just, I guess I do it, but I don't do it as much as I should because I'm always second guessing when it comes to this is really me from the mom perspective. You know, how do I, am I raising my son right? Is he in the right direction? All that stuff. But I think trusting your gut as a mom and trusting your gut in business is something that I will write down and pray on. Mm. Yeah, trust your gut. Uh, that's a you know, excellent and, point. And one thing I'm going to just throw in there on what Maisha just said is, you know, we always think that everything has to add up. Sometimes it's not going to add up and you got to be willing to go with your, you know, your, you know, your faith, you know, your gut, all that to be like, okay, this, this don't necessarily add up, but you know, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and go forward with this. And sometimes your gut is telling you the opposite of what people around you are telling you. Mm. And the people around you are like, Oh, are you, are you serious? But then over time, your gut was right. You find out. Right. Yeah. So, no, I think these, these are all excellent things to write down. So, so for me, the, you know, there's that, I think it's an African proverb where he talks about you can go fast alone, but you can go farther together. I, I just think that's so critical and ties into this idea of strategic partnerships. And I, I think of like the tip of the iceberg. Right. You see someone who's really successful, like Les, Maisha, Ted, others, and you think it's just them. Right. Mm. You think it's just this person is just brilliant and they just they're just making it happen. Mm. But in most cases, they're the tip of the iceberg. They've got strategic partners. They've got mm. a team. They've, they've got a lot. They've got a whole support system around them that enables them to succeed. So you can't just, I think you just you can't just look at the person. You have to look at the whole team. And I think the focus has to be building that team around you and starting with getting the right strategic partners and being intentional about attracting strategic partners instead of trying to be the Lone Ranger. Mm. Write that down. Word, you said a word, brother Twigs. Man, I, I was I was I was a little concerned at first when I had this whole Hampton kind of <laughs> You know, Hampton potluck going on here, but this has been a good, good, 
a good show, man. I, I must say, I must say, it's been good hanging out with you pirates. I have to say that. Thank you so much, Ted, for your Thank approval you. on us Camptonians. <laughs> We've been waiting all day for that. This has been some good stuff, man. We got to get you back, Les. This was good. Anytime. I enjoy it. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Les, mm. you're always welcome. Yeah, you know, Thank I don't you. even have to say that. You should understand that. You're always welcome here on the 30 Minute Hour Podcast. That's right. That's right. Uh, now, Shoot the funny thing is, the link. Shoot him the link. Like, I've learned some things about Les during this time. And That's right. You <laughs> didn't know? He was literally my, my back online. And I, I've learned some things. That's my front door. Twig is my front door. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's up. Yeah, this is awesome. So, so, how can people connect with you? They want to get more information. Um, business wise, the best way is LinkedIn. Just Les Allen Jr. at LinkedIn. Um, yeah, I think that anything else is just going to be me posting some stupid stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Les Allen, Les Allen uh, twenty on on uh, IG. But yeah, that's that's more personal fun, and I'm I'm liable to say anything and do anything on there. So. I would say for business stuff, we'll stick to LinkedIn. And that's just Les Allen Jr. Good stuff. Les Allen Jr. All right. Thank we you want for to the thank opportunity. You. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank, thank you for being a great guest, uh, sharing all the things you shared and being vulnerable and transparent with your yeah. stories. And I got more vulnerable and more transparency too. So we're going to. It's a month. Put on your calendar July 15th, Les. We'll see you in DC. Put on your calendar July 15th. We'll see you in DC. For free. For free. <laughs> yeah, she's giving out free tickets. It's free. My, my yes, it is. I just free. I just found out we're giving out free tickets. That's awesome. The tickets are free. The drinks are Ted. You got oh, you scotch oh, the drinks. Oh, the drink, the drinks are $75, but the tickets are <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get up in line with this free ticket. Goodbye. $150. <laughs> I, got the, I got the wristband on. <laughs> no, the water $12. The water $12. <laughs> no. Maisha, we appreciate you hanging out longer. That's what's I had to hang out today. I had to. I set up my whole day for this. You hung out and then he put you in right that down and I got a little concerned because you disappeared. I said, Oh, she like, I ain't getting in right that down. And then you pop back and I said, All right. I don't wanna put any internet on blast, but this something's going on this this past thirty days on my inter my internet. Your internet. The internet broke. The internet is down. No, it's down at your house. It ain't down. <laughs> <laughs> Is your internet down? No, be good. All right. Internet's not working. The internet. internet is took the, I knew the law was going to take the internet down eventually. All that foolishness out there. The internet is down. No, it's just down at your house. Pay the bill. Pay the bill. post something a little controversial, controversial, so maybe the internet <laughs> found me. The internet is down. The internet is down. Oh, yeah, man. That's something else. But you know that's what it's like. That's what it's like when the power goes down at your house, and you got to look outside to see if everybody else's house docked. Right. Or did you pay right. the bill? Did you pay the bill, or is the power out in the whole 
cul-de-sac. Everybody got lights except you. Except you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, look, you don't, call, you don't want to call your neighbor. Is, right. your, is your TV out? No, nah, we're over here watching the game. <laughs> Maybe I need to turn it off and on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me go to the garage and check the breaking box. That's right. Yeah. Control, alt, delete. That's it. Yeah. Mm. All right, y'all. Don't forget to share the show. Share the show. Share the show. Take a screenshot on your phone and send it to at least three people that you know can benefit from the message. Yeah. For sure. All right. That's our episode for this week. Again, you can listen to the replay of this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those places where you like to consume content. Until next time, have a great one.